breaking news from KXAN News. Yo, you gotta go. You gotta go. Come on. It's too late. It's too much. You gotta go. Yo, you gotta go. We're following breaking news this morning. A destructive fire in Cedar Park. 300 apartments, 95 townhomes, and multiple businesses evacuated. Thanks for joining us. I'm Tom Miller. Good morning. I'm Sally Atlantis. This is a fire that already destroyed one apartment building entirely. It's damaged three others. Right now, it has burned 50 acres, and it's 15% contained. Cedar Park says firefighters at last update stopped brush fires from moving forward. So that's the good news this morning. But the largest flame that they saw out there, 60 feet in the air at one point. Two different looks that you're looking right now on your screen of the response. And we also want to show you this video from last night. People fleeing, dogs being evacuated, firefighters out there helping out, and a lot of people watching on, neighbors now thanking those first responders for their quick efforts. To all the firefighters, cops, everybody, local PD, thank you so much for getting to us safe and sound, getting everyone out as quick as possible, especially my wife, she was sleeping. I want to show you a closer look at where this fire is happening. It is near West Palmer Lane and East Whitestone Boulevard. Cedar Park first responders saying they've asked everyone from the Bexley Silverado apartment complex, the Whitestone Landing neighborhood and surrounding businesses to evacuate, saying more than 200 first responders are out there helping put the fire out. But if you are evacuating or if you're just standing around watching, make sure not to get in their way. There are many residents that are coming out to help at the actual site and location that are showing up and flying drones and taking pictures. And I just want you to know that every resident that comes out here to take a look, all that they're simply doing is distracting our resources from um, fighting fires and from protecting our residents. Cedar Park says more than 20 agencies responded to this fire from surrounding cities, Kristen. Yeah, and for those evacuating, the American Red Cross is set up at the Hill Country Bible Church. That's on Little Elm Trail, so please head there to the church if you need assistance from this fire. Again, this sparked real quick yesterday, oh. Erica, and unfortunately, uh, it did cause, you know, a, a lot of scared yeah. neighbors, rightfully so, but even some traffic issues, I know, at the time. Yeah, they have to close down lanes these emergency crews to be able to uh, fight these fires mm -hmm. and handle these issues. But some of the video is incredible to watch. The mm -hmm. the fear in those neighbors' voices, you got to go. You, it's, it's, it's hard to, to watch. But there's progress as far as the roads opening this morning. So I'll have an update on that in a minute. Yeah, and we have a crew headed out to the fire as well. We'll get a live report from Dylan McKim shortly. Let me show you what's going on with today's wildfire risk. What am I looking at? I'm looking at an even higher wildfire threat today compared to what I showed you yesterday. It's very high in the orange extreme fire danger up in the northwestern counties. That's as high as this wildfire scale goes. Five out of five for San Saba, Llano, and Lampasas County. Looking at the alerts, every single area underneath a red flag warning. This has not changed from yesterday. This kicks in noon time to 11 p.m. That's when we see those lowest humidities. That's when we see some of the strongest winds could gust up to about 25 to 35 miles per hour today. So while 
wildfire risk elevated to critical at Tom's today. Your temperatures this morning are in the upper 70s to low 80s, not too far from yesterday's numbers, about one to two degrees on either side. We will get back to the triple digits again today. Forecast high 107, plenty of sunshine to help get us there. And unfortunately, no relief, no relief from the heat, no relief from the ongoing dry conditions. We're going to talk a little bit more about today's forecast. Stretch out that seven day here shortly. But again, some of the traffic issues from yesterday with the fire still lingering. Let's get a check now with Erica. And yeah, thanks, Kristen. This is a busy intersection for Cedar Park. So I'll have the latest on that in a minute. Let me just show you this live look at I-35 or Highway 183, rather, right near Lake Line Mall Boulevard, where things are quiet on Highway 183. But let's talk about that intersection of Whitestone and Parmer Lane. So here's the latest. All lanes of Whitestone, FM 1431, those are back open, so you don't have to worry about that. There is still one northbound lane of Parmer Lane closed near that intersection as crews continue to work that. So that's the latest uh, from Cedar Park. Back to you. Okay, thank you, Erica. Austin police are investigating a homicide in southeast Austin. Officers finding a person dead near Lee Hill Drive around 8 last night. Police say they're talking to a person of interest and that that person and the victim do know each other. By our count, this is the 41st homicide of the year in Austin. Two districts are headed back to the classroom today, Del Valley and Goss ISD. And then tomorrow, it's Richland Springs, Lampasas, Harper, Hutto, Taylor, and Coopland school districts. You're all starting classes. There are many other school districts in the area that are going to begin school in the next few weeks, but check out the list, a full list and an interactive map. It's really cool. Go to web, our website, kxan.com, click on this story, and you can find it in the featured link section of our live stream. How the Biden administration plans to pay construction workers on federal projects more money. A new school year. Good morning, the live look outside. This is from Northwest Austin, our Palms car wash camera looking out at 183 where traffic is moving this morning. They deserve a raise. Construction workers on federal projects will soon get paid more. The Biden administration says more than a million workers are going to benefit from this rule change. Officials expected to lead to higher wages in the industry overall. Currently, contractor wages are based on the amount a majority of employers are paging. And with the rule change, if at least 30% of employers pay a certain amount, that will become the prevailing rate. The Associated Builders and Contractors Trade Association opposes the rule change, though. We think this is going to have an added cost to taxpayers, uh, not only because uh, of, of the use, use of union wage rates more frequently. The representative there says that smaller firms may not be able to bid on projects at all now, and less competition is driving up costs even further. He also says Associated Builders and Contractors plans to sue to stop the rule change. Back here at home, Austin's Houston Tillotson University is seeing its enrollment increase, and that means on-campus bed space is filling up. Yeah, so it turned to another local university for some help. Nabil Ramatna shows us how a new partnership is helping. 
The start of school is right around the corner for Houston Tillotson. So we have been getting campus ready. And Jonas Vanderbilt, Vice President for Student Affairs, has been extra busy. There are a lot of great things that we're doing here, and I believe that it's uh, translating and getting students to actually come. In 2021, the school had 1,003 students enrolled. They're projecting 1,080 this year. More students means less bed space, though. Yeah, we're pushing our limits here. A new partnership with St. Edwards University will add more bed space, but the beds aren't at Houston. Houston Tillotson. Houston Tillotson needed student housing and their president, Dr. Wallace, and our president, Dr. Fuentes, already collaborate and are often engaged in different discussions. Houston Tillotson students will stay in Teresa Hall, about five miles from their own campus. They'll also have access to on-campus dining, recreation, wellness, and health clinic services. Lisa Kirkpatrick with St. Edwards says the partnership will be beneficial to both institutions. We know that diversity enriches a college student's educational experience. It helps them um, to learn in deeper ways. We knew that we had Vanderbilt uh, agrees going to give us about 150 extra beds for our students and the opportunities for both university students to meet each other and also uh, collaborate on some other projects as well. The Bill Ramadna KXAN News. And a bill tells us the partnership program is going to last at least three years. HT tells us the housing will cost students about $1,000 more to stay at St. Ed's, but say it's because the difference in amenities. After a surge in tech layoffs earlier this year, the local company that could be next to lay off a slew of employees. Del Valley ISD, good morning. You're starting school today. A look at your brand new $69 million campus. It's year three for Steve Sarkeesian at Texas, and coming up, we'll hear from the coach on how he critiques himself. I've got more on that. Good morning, everyone. On this Wednesday, August the 9th, we're taking a live look outside from our camera over at the Palms Car Wash for you today. Going to check in with Kristen for the latest on your forecast in just a bit, how hot it's going to get in the next few minutes. But first, after a surge in Austin tech job layoffs earlier this year, Dell revealed that it is letting some of its workers go. In a statement to KXAN, a spokesperson said, quote, some members of our sales team will leave the company. We don't make these decisions lightly and will support those impacted as they transition to their next opportunity. That's a direct quote. Now, we did ask how many people this would impact, but they didn't want to share those numbers with us. It's also unclear if this is related to Dell's announcement in February that it would cut more than 6,000 jobs. We did talk to a local economist about the news, and he said the local tech industry is still making adjustments after a ramp up in hiring in previous years, but says the Austin economy continues to do well. We have a diverse economy. Yes, we are a tech city, but we're also the state capital. We're also the home to UT and other colleges and universities. And there is a strong and diverse, robust workforce. He also adds because of the venture capital in the city that we are not anchored to one particular industry or one particular company at any given moment. It is the end of an era, at least for now. Tonight marking the final night of Taylor Swift's first North American leg of her era's tour. Today's show is live from outside SoFi Stadium in California this morning. University of Southern <laughs> California Professor of Finance, Dr. Sanjay Sharma, explaining Swift's concerts are like a traveling Super Bowl. When Taylor Swift comes there, there is no public spending per se. They're not taking tax dollars away. 
they're bringing stickiness to the economy in terms of spending so you have tourists that come they're not going to go to Toronto or come to LA and just go to the concert and just say I'm going to take fly back they're going to spend some time there and that is a dream of every public official going to LA you're gonna to want to go to the beach maybe go to Disneyland too tonight's show is gonna be her sixth sold-out concert in LA alone bringing in an estimated 160 million dollars in earnings to the city Swift will soon head off around the globe bringing her concert to fans worldwide uh, so it's not <laughs> an end of an era completely no, right no. just for a little just bit part one. Yeah. smart Here. smart performer right but I've heard that the tickets for even this next leg are hard to come by mm -hmm. she is a, a you know a superpower in yeah. all the way she's yeah. force yeah she is a force let me show you what's going on with your forecast here because right now we've got a live look outside we'll see landscape supplies by the camera there in Round Rock 80 degrees now heat alerts continue today these have changed over the last few days kicks in noon Tom continues until 9 p.m. we are talking extreme heat again 107 the forecast high with south southwest winds breezy to windy at times we get some pretty strong wind gusts here in the later part of the afternoon with the most of the sunny sky up top a look at your afternoon highs area wide showing pretty much Every single one of us above 100 degrees. The only exception to that is maybe there's a couple spots at 99 out in Gillespie and Blanco County, but outside of that, it's going to be another hot day. So You'll notice when it comes to the streak of 100 degree days or hotter, yesterday marked day 32. Today would mark day 33. So we continue to surpass what was the record back in 2011 of 27 days. Now, when it comes to the total number of days we've seen triple digits this year, that number stands at 47 today, uh, or excuse me, 48 today would be 49. We're not close to that 90 total 2011 had yet, but every day we get closer. Your wildfire danger showing very high to extreme conditions. This is the highest wildfire risk we've had so far this season. It's hard to get that extreme fire danger in place really anywhere across the United States. And unfortunately, we've got a spot of that here at home, in part due to how fast our humidity drops in the afternoon. Look at your relative humidity value today. I mean, we're down to 15, 20% over parts of the Hill Country. That's why that wildfire danger is so much higher today. So again, let's make sure that we're staying up to date. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or X, whatever we're calling it nowadays. Seven day forecast shows forecast high of 107. That is likely to break the record we set uh, of 106 previously. So it is going to be a record breaking heat kind of day in addition to that highest wildfire risk we've seen so far. You'll notice Thursday, Friday, still at 107, and we're going to continue to see those temperatures near about 105 to 107 every day heading into the weekend and beyond. No rain in this seven-day forecast every single day has mainly sunny skies. Erica? All right, thank you so much, Kristen. Good morning. It is 4.50 right now, a live look at Highway 71 at FM 973. 71's quiet, and 973 is going to be quiet uh, for right now, but a little bit later today with Del Valley going back to school, going to be busy. Hey, just a reminder, the construction at 71 in Del Valley at Ross and Kellum, 
That wraps up mid-2024, so just plan accordingly for those delays. Obviously, once we're back to school, things look a lot different. So uh, if you do drive through 71 there, just know today is the day things really start to change for Del Valley. As far as crashes, anything like that on the main lanes of our highways, not watching anything like that right now. Uh, I-35, Mopac, 183, everyone's looking good so far. Tom? Okay, thank you, Erica. Do you know this man? Austin police asking for your help identifying him. They say he was involved in an assault against an older woman in June. So look at his photos here. If you're watching or listening on the podcast, we have these on our website, kxan.com. This assault happening when he was told he was trespassing at an Alcoholics Anonymous meeting. He was on Wallingwood Drive in South Austin, happening just before 10 in the morning, June 14th. If you have any information about this, please call Austin Police. You can re remain anonymous and know that a $1,000 reward is being offered for any information leading to an arrest. A rare shark attack in New York City has temporarily closed a very popular beach, Rockaway Beach. NBC News' Stephanie Gosk has the latest from the scene as a 65-year-old swimmer is still recovering after she was bit through her left thigh. This time of year, the beaches around New York City are generally packed, but not this one. It's closed because of a shark attack. A 65-year-old woman was bitten. A top police official says dramatic damage was done to her leg. Coming up on the Today Show, we'll have the details as well as an answer to the question that everyone has been asking. Why is this happening? Okay, also this morning, Austin is holding off on merging its equity office with other departments for now. Yeah, Jayla Washington reports this comes after pushback from community groups who want the office to stay independent, but not everyone is happy about it. It's been a stop and go discussion outside and inside City Hall. A postponement is a good deal. Certainly we're disappointed, we're not surprised. Monica Guzman with Go Austin Vamos Austin does support the delay of merging the equity office with others. These people here help. She just spoke out with community organizations a few weeks ago, worried it would strip power from the office. It's the only way they can maintain objectivity and their authority to get things done, especially when it comes to continuing with the equity assessment. Paul Saldana with the Hispanic Advocates Business Leaders of Austin feels differently. Right. Yes, right. He, alongside but organizations like LULAC, wanted the city to create a new merge department to help with internal issues which were revealed in a 2021 investigation. They refer, they say people. It accused some equity office employees of hostility toward their black and brown colleagues. We felt that there needed to be um, uh, some accountability and this was a great opportunity for the city to really uh, redirect uh, a commitment and the principles of equity and accountability and respect by setting up uh, a new department. But that won't happen at least for now. Interim City Manager Jesus Garza announced he's tabling the discussion to allow council to keep its focus during budget talks. And once the budget's approved, there are some senior leadership positions that I'm considering establishing as well as restructuring. And now everyone waits. If this is a, uh, uh, an issue important to them, then they need to prove it. We don't know when it'll come back up again. Jayla Washington, KXAN News. And for weeks, city council members have been meeting with both those who support the equity department merger and those who do not want it. And it's not clear how soon this topic is going to be brought back up again. This is KXAN Sports, brought to you by Thomas J. Henry. Hi, good morning to you. Year three for Steve Sarkeesian. It's a key one. Longhorns won five game his first year. 
Then he upped it to eight games and now preseason pick to win the Big 12. So if the Longhorns can make another big jump like that, they could have their first double figure win season in the regular season since the last time they won the Big 12. That was 2009. Certainly had their moments last year. 49 to nothing against Oklahoma jumps out. Road win against K-State jumps out. On the downside, TCU at home, Oklahoma State on the road. But, well, regardless of the outcome, Sark trying to stay ahead of the curve when it comes to coaching. I'm my hardest critic. You know, I, I know you guys think you are, uh, but but I'm, I'm pretty hard on myself. Um, and I'm pretty hard on myself on Sundays. You know, even after sometimes a great win, I'll look back like I could have done that different next time if this comes up. And, I, and I'll ask the staff, what would you think about this decision here? What about this play call here? Would, would we do something different? Um, because I, I try to put as much in my bank, right, of tools to then be able to go pull from if and or when something similar comes up again. And so I, I self-evaluate a lot, and I'm, I'm very comfortable in doing that and talking about it because, hey, at the end of the day, my, I just want to be at my best for our players. Well, it was just one of 162, but might remember this one in October. Astros and Orioles. Astros down three in the ninth with one out, and... Kyle Tucker turns on one that came in at over 100 miles an hour. Grand slam is 20th home run. That's the difference. Astros win it 7-6, the final score. They'll get back at it tonight in Baltimore. Back to you. For those listening in on the KXAN Today podcast, thanks for being here with us. This is what we're tracking in the next hour on KXAN News Today. A live look from the scene where we're continuing to monitor a fire burning in Cedar Park. Thanks for joining KXAN News Today. You can also listen to KXAN News Nightly every weekday after 5.30 p.m. for in-depth coverage on what matters most to you.